Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am your host, Heather Hommel, the MFR Coach. We are just heading into the month of July, and with me on the podcast today is a very special guest, one of my group coaching members, Deidre Buckingham. Now, if you remember from just a couple weeks ago, we had Erin, who was from Madison, Wisconsin on. Well, Deidre happens to have her business on the same side of town as Erin does. They're both in group coaching and they both made over $10,000 in the month of May, which was seven weeks into the group coaching program. So I just wanted to point out that they live in the same or their businesses are in the same side of town. They're both killing it. And this is possible for you too. So with that long-winded introduction, Deidre... <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Nice Thank you. you okay, so let's get into this. Everybody wants to know what brought you to coaching. What was the tipping point for you? Or give us a little background too. Like what were you sure. doing before? Like how long sure. have you been in business? All that stuff. I've been in massage therapy for 20, this is my 26th year. So kind of a long tooth therapist. So I've been actively doing this work for that long. but. Along the way, I'm also come from the physical therapy world. So about 18 years ago, I went back to school to become a physical therapist assistant. Okay. And then I've been active as a PTA for the last 16 years. And then last June, I decided to leave my state job to pursue MFR. I've been doing MFR probably 10 years out of the 26 years. So yeah, I just decided to leave my PTA job because I just knew that I would be able to make more money and sort of control my life. Tomorrow will be a whole year ago that I left that job. Wow. So this last year is your first year doing MFR only on your own or were you doing MFR only as a PTA? Well, I was doing a lot of MFR as a PTA in Mm -hmm. a physical therapy clinic. So I was sort of the go-to person if people needed soft tissue work or Mm -hmm. they needed help getting a person through some stuff, you know? So I was always like the woo-woo. They weren't quite sure why it worked. Yeah. They're like, just do your stuff. You know, I was doing a lot of soft tissue work. I worked under like 16 to 18 PTs. Wow. So there was like a lot of demand. So I've, I've definitely been doing this work massage therapy slash MFR for a while in a clinic setting. And so I just wanted more freedom. I wanted a different life. I wanted to be able to make my own schedule. I had just gotten married last July. So the insurance part was no longer an issue. I just wanted more freedom. Pretty yeah. much. So 
you went out on your own. You started your own MFR practice. Yeah. When I first talked to you, you were saying, this is back in the days where I did kind of a one-on-one consult. Yeah. And I remember vividly you talking about, you know, really being exhausted and you really thought like, maybe I can have two locations. I'm tired of commuting because I think with your new marriage, you moved. So you have like, what, a 70 mile, 70 mile commute every day. Correct. Since I didn't have like my regular job, I could just decide what to do. And I just do what I always do is like work way more hours. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it was commuting. You know, I had my office in Madison. I was commuting from a nearby community because I'm pretty established in Madison. But I was thinking like, oh, maybe two locations. I was working a lot. Sometimes I would see six, seven people. I still had my foot in the door at my old job because Mm -hmm. I did independent contracting there one day a week. And Was this all just to make ends meet or like? Did you no. really think you needed to work that hard? Did you want to be working that hard? Probably. No, I didn't want to be working that hard, but that's just kind of what I do because I wanted to make more money. <laughs> okay. You're like, I don't I, mind working hard as long as there's a payoff. Yeah. But my answer was, I want to make more money. That's why I'm doing this. And I easily make more money because you know I get paid more as an MFR therapist yeah. than a physical therapy assistant. The hour for hour wage is is way better, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Well, whenever you're like in business for yourself, you're going to usually, if everything is set up right, you're going to take home more. When you're working for someone else, you're building someone else's dream, like they're going to pay you the lowest amount they possibly can. That's like the way the systems are set up. I don't agree with that, but that's the way it's set up. When we get into a position where we are well-resourced and eventually maybe have employees as MFR therapists, like we should want to pay them a lot of money for the work that's being done for the results they're getting for patients. Kind of fun. Okay. I wanted to ask you though, what was happening though? Like that made you decide that you wanted help? Cause I mean, you were busy and you were making yeah. enough money. So I was during COVID, obviously like things kind of shut down a little bit. And I was thinking about, I got a grant to pivot I could get a grant through state of Wisconsin to maybe pivot a business. Part of that was like wellness coaching. And so that got me onto wellness or coaching podcasts. So somehow the life coach coach came up and then somehow you came up, your podcast came up and I thought, Oh, MFR therapist. That's perfect. That's what (laughs) I do. It was pure happenstance that I discovered. Oh, I love that. I had no idea that was how you found me. I love knowing that. That's how I found you because I was listening to like Brooke Castillo's podcast and Corinne Crabtree's podcast. I'm like, what is this? And I thought, well, if I think I might want to do this, I should probably get some coaching. Like I should experience it. (laughs) Well, I highly recommend if you ever do want to pursue coaching that you go to the life coach school. That's where I graduated from. And it was worth every, it was worth all $21,000. It was amazing. Yeah. So I was familiar with the model, but, and then also your name kind of comes up on the MFR insight. Like, you know, Heather comes up all the time. Like people, (laughs) people are talking about you. So crazy to me. Like I I know, but they are. (laughs) So that's how I found you. It was totally like kismet, I guess. Yeah. And so, yeah, I started listening to your podcast on my commute. And now here you are, you're like on the podcast. And now here I'm on the podcast. This is amazing. It's a full circle moment. It's a full circle moment. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So that's what led me. And then, then I'm like, so I looked you up and then you're just like, what's possible. And, and I was in, as soon as I talked to you, I'm like, I told my husband I'm doing it. I didn't care what it costs. Cause I thought, eh, you know, I didn't care. Cause it wasn't about the money for me. It was, you just seemed like you were going to help me. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So is it true? Like, do you feel like, well, let's see, how should I ask this? Like, what did you think you were going to get helped with? And then like, what's actually happened? Well, I mean, I had a little bit of an idea just because I've been listening to the podcast and, you know, sure. Like at first you think, oh, it's going to be like, oh, Heather's going to have a guide of how to like bring your MFR therapy <laughs> therapy <laughs> practice to like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Let's have a flow chart for you. (laughs) Here's a flow chart and here's what to do. And you do have some of that, but it's, that's not what makes you a hundred thousand dollar MFR therapist. Exactly. It's all the other shit that you like make us walk through and clear our own path Mm -hmm. because that's what you have to do. You really have to decide that this is what you want to do. This is how you want to sell it. And get out of your own way. That's, I think, what you provide. Even though I wasn't really looking for that, of course, that's what I got. You didn't even know you were looking for that, right? Yeah, like like you don't know because you think, oh, I've been in business 26 years. I, I know how to do this. I know how to bring clients in and make money. But what I didn't know how to do is get out of my own way, really like lay down the law. Like, this is how I'm going to practice. I don't have to answer to anybody. This is what I'm going to charge. And it's going to be, I had no idea it would be that hard to raise my rates. Emotionally hard for me, like diarrhea for two weeks hard. (laughs) That's right. You heard it here first, you guys like (laughs) sign up for group coaching with me and you're going to get diarrhea. (laughs) It's weight loss, weight loss. You're going to make a lot of money. So it'll be fine. It all balances out. I think, and this is the thing. People that are resistant to joining coaching, I do think are carrying around a thought. So if this is you and you're listening, you know, just, hi, I see you out there. Carrying around the thought that you could just double your price at any time and you could make more money if you wanted to, but you're, you tell yourself you don't want to, or you tell yourself, you know it all, like you've been in business long enough, you know enough, you don't really need any help. Or you think all you need is a flowchart or blueprint or marketing plan, a fancy marketing plan. If you just had the right elevator pitch, you know, you're just one elevator pitch away from creating all the clients you need. And it's actually more so like you are one thought away from everything you want, but it's easy and it's really hard at the same time. So having support and seeing other people go through it and then also understanding that it's not actually about doubling your rate or raising your rate. It's about standing in your own power and like taking your power back from your business happening to you and you creating the business that you exactly want to thrive in and grow with for the rest of however long you're going to have it. Yeah, I would say that's true. I mean, for me working with you, it was really a paradigm shift of like how to be in business for me, like how I am in my business. That's the difference. And it's really like, Like for years, even though I was making enough money until we had sort of those three classes with Mariko, I never knew my money story. I never wanted to know my money story because, Mm. and I would wait till the end of the year 
when I was in my accountant's office helping me and I would like literally be like crying because I felt like such shit Mm. because here's my year's worth of life in these numbers. And that's all I made. That value and time spent and life not lived because I was working, it didn't add up for me. So there was that. So I never wanted to know the money story. So now I know my money story. When you know it, like your circumstances have changed, like the facts are whatever they are. And when you choose not to know it, then you really give all your power away to the numbers. When you know it, it's like a honed in GPS. And Mariko talks about this too. You know where you're starting from. So then you know where you can go on purpose. Yeah, she said that to me today because I met with her today. And yeah, that whole GPS, like you know exactly where you are if you know your money story. I think so many of us, so many people that are in this business just don't even focus on the money. Like money's almost like, oh, are you going to pay me for this amazing service? Like mm-hmm. it's almost like sometimes we just put our ability to heal others and care for others above our needs. And we do that consistently with money and with our time and, you know, a whole host of other things not having clear boundaries. and But what I've learned is I know my money story now. I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. And and I'm capable of so much more. Yeah. Just, this is just the beginning. Yeah. This is like the first damn month. I literally raised the rates after, you know, seven weeks in your course, in the mm-hmm. group course. All 20 of us were going through the same thing. But just really like, ah. Uh, really hanging on to that barf jar. And every time we had to like tell somebody, yeah, this is my rate now and delivering it like it's the news, like you Mm -hmm. said, just deliver it like it's the news and just, you know, like waiting for it. But with each, each time I did it, it just was easier and easier. And then it's like, then that's just your price. Just like your old price was always just your price. A lot of therapists are so, I mean, this is just like so common, right? The whole pricing structure thing and not wanting to even charge, like, because we've been just hypnotized by our society, by the patriarchy, by whatever, the way we're raised to, and especially I think culturally as women to give things away and to be nice and to be sweet and to be caretakers and making money is somehow dangerous and bad. And like, we shouldn't want it. And so it's a little scary. I think this is why the cause for the digestion issues, (laughs) you're really going against culture and society and societal norms when you step into the power of being like, this is just what it is. And this is what I do now. Like you said, it's a paradigm shift. You just shifted everything you ever thought about yourself as a woman, as a business owner, and then became something else almost overnight. Like seven weeks is not very long. (laughs) No. And I'm like, oh, I wish I'd done this like 10 years ago, because then where would I be now? Where where would I be today if I had been? It's not a matter of being afraid. I just didn't have a way. I just didn't know what I didn't know. I just didn't know how to do this work, like the thought work and the feelings and you know, the whole model of like really having different options of how I think about things. And like, that's just so huge. I oftentimes spend time thinking like, oh, what if I would have done this 10 years ago? And (laughs) in my own MFR business, like by the time I closed it to do this, like 
I was at the pinnacle, right? But I was 10 years in just figuring it out. And so to come with that, like what I figured out in the end of that, plus couple it with the model and all of the thought work and all of this freedom from being free from all of the life drama that most people have, that has set me free in a way that then I can just like tell you guys exactly what I know and how I've coped with it. And then you guys get to run with it. You don't have to wait 10 years to feel comfortable, no matter where you're at in your business. Like, I don't think it's a problem that you figured this out now, 26 years in. I think it's super badass because I really do believe this is my thought about other people that are that far into their business, that they would have too much pride to say they need help or be willing to change it all because they already know it all. Like if I'm thinking of myself, like I sometimes think I know it all. So that willingness to learn something new is you really have to give yourself credit for that. I'm sort of what I consider a lifelong learner anyway. So I'm Mm -hmm. always like interested in learning new ways, but I didn't know it was possible. I mean, I figured, oh, I know quite a bit about massage. And then, I don't know, MFR sort of fell in my lap just by proximity Mm -hmm. (laughs) of like one of these really amazing teachers that was in the same building with me. That was sort of kismet. And then just the work, I've been using the work for 10 years and it works. Like it's amazing. And you can make a shit ton of money if you're willing to figure out how. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people, like you're making a lot of money does not hurt anybody. Like nobody's being hurt in the process. No, I just, I don't think of it as like, sure, the money is nice. And it was, I didn't think it was capable for me to make $10,000 without like breaking my hands. But it is possible. And it was really not that hard. Just like tweaking, you know, Literally, like one of the first things you said was, you know, you should really have your online booking on. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's bullshit. I'm That's not a giving- major bullshit, Heather. What are, you, <laughs> what are you trying to do? Yeah. And you're like, but people are trying to book with you and they're in pain and it might be midnight and yeah. they need to be able to book. And I'm like, okay, well, I just paid all this money for this coaching. She might know what she's talking about. <laughs> And I literally turned it on at like 10 p.m. And I am not even lying. Like literally someone two hours later booked at midnight. And I was just like, holy shit. What else does she write about? I'm just going to do everything Heather says. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm living my best life. People tell me I'm right all the time. People... And then, you know, another thing that I learned from you was this whole concept of a best fit client. I mean, I think a lot of times we just take what we can get because, you know, as therapists, we're usually underpaid unless you take your coaching course. But you feel like, oh, I, I just literally have to take everyone that walks through the door because I need to make my rent. Just that whole idea of really honing in on who is your best fit client? Like, I never even thought of that. I just thought I have to work on everybody. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. And it's so much easier when you are working with people who want what you have to offer and love you. And it's just so easy. Yeah, just the work just becomes really easy if you're doing what you want to be doing. I think always, like we don't know until we know. I have so much evidence of that, like in this coaching business, where in the beginning I was like taking everybody, not really thinking necessarily like what would be best fit. Like I learned best fit client, like through coaching. Yeah. (laughs) And 
it's life-changing because now I get like 20 or more clients at a time that are, that are best fit and the coaching experience, I think for everybody in that, like everybody, you know, on different spectrums of where they're at in their business starting or 26 years in, right. That doesn't necessarily matter, but like where they're at emotionally and what they're willing to go through during this process is very similar. Everybody is in a position to support everyone else. And that's yeah. a fun experience. And there's not someone in there, at least at this point, <laughs> it's like, this is all bullshit and it doesn't work for me. And I'm, you know, I'm just going to sit here and get coached at, but I'm not going to take any of it and think about anything that's been said to me and actually apply it. I mean, that's what's, that is really nice about the community that you've cultivated. We all are sort of your best fit client and have the capability to grow so much through your Mm -hmm. guidance and also through the community, just seeing everyone sort of walk, walk through the coals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's my favorite time, like in group, like where we're at right now, because this is where everybody starts to explode. And then the people that are kind of like watching and waiting this, maybe like we're a little more skeptical or a little more afraid of actually having their business come to fruition. They start to see like, if they can do it, I can do it. Like it's safe for me now and watch out here. I come world. Like I'm going to get my space rented and here I come. Like I'm not hiding anymore. For sure. Like this has been the first month that most of, or at least some of us had like, okay, we're doing it. We're going to raise our rates. Mm -hmm. And then I think like three of us had like amazing months. Yeah. I think we had over three or four people in this group create 10 K during group. And then three this month, I think. That's great. I want all MFR therapists (laughs) everywhere to be well-resourced. And by being well-resourced, it means you are making the kind of money that helps you work less hours, show up to your life outside of work. And then when you are in work, like when you are not overworked and underpaid, you're going to show up totally different to those treatment sessions and your clients are going to get better results. I think that that's true. And then, you know, a few more things that I've learned from you is just like being really clear about the message that we, how we talk about MFR, being the expert in the room, really selling a plan of care. Like these are all things I sort of did before in the PT world, but I just never, I don't know why it never occurred to me to do that with, with MFR. Mm-hmm. Well, it's intimidating it, when you're not doing it for someone else, right? Like when someone else gives you Like when you're in their business as an employee, like there's this flow of how you're supposed to do it, right? Yeah. And then out on your own, you're like, "Mm, maybe, maybe when do you want to come back? Because that just seems like how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Like, oh, when do you want to spend more of your money? Like coming here, but really, really guiding your clients to like, this is what you need. This is how I see this moving forward. And this is how I can best help you. They've consented to being sold to like there in your establishment, which is a place of business where you sell things. It's a consensual situation. Oh yeah, of course. So you know what? I hate more than anything else nowadays. I think just because I've spent so much time thinking about these things is like going anywhere where you aren't the expert, like where I show up and I'm looking to the person that is the expert for the guidance for what I'm supposed to do next. When they put it back on me, it's exhausting. It's like the kind of weight I don't want to carry around. Like, I don't want to tell the dentist how often I want to come back. I want to know what is in my best interest and what, what are the results for me if I come when you recommended versus like what I make up, which would be never, I'm never coming. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's made all the difference. It's allowed me to sell more packages, which I never would have considered until sort of listening to you. And people were like happy to buy a package. It made it so much easier for them because then they could stay committed because clients are busy and don't often... It feels good to, even though you're spending like a large sum of money up front, sometimes it feels so good to commit to that one time and then not have to think about it every time you go in. Like you just get to experience MFR. Tell right. To buy you can just, just come in. There's no like checkout process for one of my clients that was just so great for her because she could commit to the time, which often would get away from her. And she was thrilled. She was absolutely thrilled that I was selling packages. So. And I never would have done that. Let's talk about in more detail, how many clients you saw the month that you created over 10K. What did that look like? I saw 72 clients the month of May for the entire month. That was 70. That's what I counted, 72. I would say 50% of those people were at the new rate, new clients. And then the other 50% was at a step up rate for my old clients. So I just, or, you know, legacy, I call them legacy clients because okay. people who've been with me 12, 15 years. I like that you bring that up because I want people listening to understand that you don't come to group coaching and I don't like sit there with a switch in my hand and say, you will double your rate, bippity boppity boop, this is what it is. And you have no say over it. You created the rate, your new rate on your own based yep. on facts. Like I kind of give you some guidelines to follow. And then you created legacy clients, which is an amazing way to be in service of your clients that helped you get to where you are. And, you know, it honors them, it honors you. And then it also opens you up to all of this opportunity for new clients too. Yeah. That can be the new rate. That's pretty much what I did. And then through changing my rates and adding legacy clients and, you know, I still increased my legacy clients a good amount. I guess what I've learned most about the rate increase was I was making assumptions about clients' lives or ability to pay. There's a different way. Like, I don't have to have those thoughts. There's other thoughts available to me. And I don't, why are we like concerning ourselves with people's finances? My hairdresser doesn't do that. Like, Other people that provide services don't care what your financial situation is. You're coming. (laughs) You're coming for the service. That's your choice. I don't know why I was putting those conditions on my clients. I think it's just part of like how we think businesses run. And it's just not the truth. Now you know that that's just not the truth. So now you get to make a different decision. I know so many therapists that raise their rates $5 at a time with six months notice and they charge more for a credit card fee. And like, if they do that every year for the next 20 years, maybe they'll finally catch up with inflation. I don't know what's happening. And it's like, that was me. I would struggle over five bucks. Mm -hmm. And did you still get probably diarrhea from that too? Oh yeah. And then, you know, and then (laughs) it's not just just me guys. No, but it's also... You know, we sort of tie up our our self-worth. Like for me, it was just like, I've been doing this 26 years. I should be making a decent living. 
And I was making a decent living only because I was working like sometimes I would see eight clients in a day. And I, you know, it's I'm not older. sustainable. Like maybe it's not sustainable. Maybe every so often, but it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Now, what does your juicy and delicious schedule look like? Well, it's a little bit busy for this next two weeks because I decided to like go and do a week in Malvern, Pennsylvania. So I thought I'm worth it and I want to get my skill set dusted off. And I've never done that. I mean, I've taken just about every course. I haven't repeated anything. Now I'm like super jazzed because I can afford to go. It's not a struggle. I'm not figuring out how to reschedule, you know, a hundred million clients. And I'm already fully booked for June, even though I'm taking two weeks off to Mm -hmm. go do this week in Melbourne. And just by being gone, it actually has forced my clients to book ahead. So July is almost full. So it just really creates this energy around the practice. And the more you take care of yourself, you're a product of the product of MFR, your clients see that and it makes it even easier for you to sell MFR because you're the product of it. And when you're taking that time to go and do a skill enhancement and take vacation and get plenty of rest, I think you shared with me that now you like don't work on Fridays, you don't work on the weekends. So you're not as exhausted by that commute that you're doing. Yeah. Today was my first Friday off and I went and had lunch with my stepdaughter and it was a beautiful day and we went and got flowers and it like, I would never do that. Normally I would be working till 6.30 on a Friday because, yeah. you know, it was convenient for my clients who had to work all week. Like you did too. I just love that. Like watching you figure that out. You're like, I don't have to do it. Like I'm making myself do this right now. Like I get to stop at any time. It's just so much more than I ever thought that I would get from coaching. Like, I just can't even believe it. Like it just, it opens up so much more of your life, not even just the coaching. It's just like around your business. It's just like, well, I can think differently about that. It's really what is possible. Like who the hell knows? It's all possible. It's all possible. Nobody told you before, right? So I'm like, nobody told me this. You guys, it's all possible. (laughs) It really feels that way, though. I mean, maybe I'm just being like dramatic, but I'm not a very dramatic person. I'm pretty solid and grounded. No, I don't think you're being dramatic. I think once you figure out, and this is something like that I got from my mentor, Brooke Castillo, like listening to her podcast and being coached by her and going through her program, she focuses a lot on on the idea of what is possible. And that got me thinking about, that's why I called my one-on-one calls. What is possible? Like, let's talk and figure out what's possible for you. Because your idea of what you want is going to be different than somebody else, even though you're doing something similar. People don't understand how much, how you show up to do one thing that really bleeds over into everything in your life. So if I can teach you how to show up in your business in a luxurious and juicy way that you never thought like you were even entitled to experience it that way. And you can start showing up to your life in that way too. And maybe you have different words that you use or different value system that you filter that through, but you get to decide what those are and apply it to your business. And you can't help but apply it to your life. I have other people in the group say like, oh, now I like talk to my kids about in this way. And like, now they're understanding that other people aren't responsible for their feelings. And it's like changing their social life. (laughs) So yeah, 
It's totally true. Like, you know, my clients tell me whatever they tell me. And I'm like, well, you know, you have other thoughts available to you to feel about it. Like, that's totally on you. Yeah. So it really has changed my view of myself and my place in the world and what is possible. And, and, you know, I'm making more money, which is amazing. You know, that's just one metric, but there's so many metrics other than the money. The money's nice. I'm not complaining about the money. Well, and if I we hope- measured your like joy level, what would you say your level of joy was before this? And what is it now? Well, I think the decision to leave my job, that was pretty joyful. But the MFR practice wasn't really, it wasn't as joyful as I thought it would be because I was working so much. I was just sort of not wishy-washy in my policies and what I want. I thought I just had to take what came my way. But I'm so thrilled that I found this coaching course with you because it's going to change my trajectory for sure. And now on Fridays, you go to lunch with your stepdaughter and you get flowers. That and I seems get flowers. To me like a lot of like hits of joy. Like it's unexpected. Like, oh, I really enjoy this. This is yeah. an experience I wouldn't have had had I not made some of these decisions. And I'm going to thank my past self for being so smart to set up my future self. Absolutely. Although I will say when I was having coffee with my husband this morning, I wasn't too joyful because I didn't want him to (laughs) feel left out. Like I was just like, I'm going to have this amazing day while you go to work. But he wouldn't, he would want me to have that. But exactly. I was okay for you to feel sorry for him and his choices for his work. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny just talking to him and I'm just, you know, what are your thoughts about your job and where where are you going and what Mm -hmm. value do you bring to your place of business? And yeah, for sure, putting it on him. But yeah, today's the perfect day to talk on this podcast because it's super joyful and it would not be possible if I hadn't have taken this, (laughs) this coaching course because I'd be working. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to get the time off to talk to me. So I would, I, I would have to do two extra loads of laundry. Right. Oh, and before we started recording, we were just talking about that. Deidre wants to ride her motorcycle to work and she's trying to figure out how to manage her laundry. And I said, you know what, Deidre, you're today years old enough to afford <laughs> laundry service. And she was like, oh, so that's just one more thing you get to check into and add to expenses that you can now afford because you have just leveled up the expectations for the experience of everything that you're doing now in your life. That's freaking amazing. Good job. Yeah. It is juicy and it's leveled up over here in Madison for sure. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I love it. Is there anything else you want to share before we wrap up? It's been a pleasure. It's I've really enjoyed the community and your guidance is amazing. That's all I can say. I appreciate you being here. For anyone looking for Deidre, her business is called The Mending Tree and you can find her at themendingtree.com. All of the links to follow her on social media and to book with her will be available in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for being here. It's going to be fun to continue watching the trajectory of what you have created. And I've just had so much fun experiencing you as a coaching client and appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you. You're welcome. 
All right, everybody. We'll see you next week on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My goal is to help all MFR therapists stop under earning and burning out. I have several resources available for you. Read my book, The MFR Coach's Guide to Having Your Own MFR Business, available on Amazon and at Advanced John Barnes MFR Seminars. Keep listening to the podcast. I'll always have fresh content each and every week. Join my group coaching program. Enrollment opens four times per year. We take all the information I teach and lay down the foundation for your six-figure MFR business. It's more than just raising rates, but you'll make that the hardest part. Then expand into the business owner who delivers your rate like it's just the news and who can sell MFR to anyone in any situation. I'll show you how. Get on my email list, follow me on social media at the MFR coach, and visit my website for more information on group enrollment, themfrcoach.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.